back, man. Let's be real. We back week for Thanksgiving. How y'all doing, fellas? I I guess I would say thankful at this point right now, right? <laughs> um, Pre-Thanksgiving and all that, man. It's a lot going on. A lot of sports going on. Then Dwight Howard just dropped some monster numbers, by the way, in, in Taiwan. Mine went two for ten for threes, but it's all good. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 just, I'm just thankful, you know, for, for, for y'all, but I'm thankful for Sheedy wearing a Cowboys hat and a Panther shirt. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> That's cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you take a picture of It's all good. Green take a picture. Panthers going on, but it's all good. <laughs> Make sure you take a picture for me. <laughs> Get my good side. Yeah, folks, one. <laughs> All right, man. Well, like I was talking about, we're being thankful. The only thing I'm thankful for is Twitter, right? And we might not have it anymore, you know. Uh, so before we get to our topics, we had to talk about Twitter. Um, you know, Musk, apparently, I know someone personally who asked to work for Twitter. He got laid off with a bunch of other employees earlier this month. And then last week, apparently, they had a bunch of employees just quit. Probably a week after Elon Musk had just added the whole eight dollar a month thing to Twitter Blue to get verified and yada 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 yada. So apparently Thursday night during the middle of the Titans Packers game, uh, you know rumors that Twitter might be dead because the employees that I left they are probably uh, just hanging around till after the holidays. So <laughs> Twitter, um, we might be in the last days of Twitter, we might not. You know, Elon Musk might be trolling with all his tweets. But what do y'all think? What what if this is what do y'all think about this whole ordeal with Twitter? And if it was the end, what 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 would y'all miss the most about the platform? Let's start with Twitter. I'm gonna miss black Twitter. I mean, it's the only time that really black people can come for a, a good goal and just be happy with one another. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it, it felt like our platform. Um but really, since being the, the OG Twitter for like 10 years, like that's my favorite social media platform. You know, you got some platforms where people like to be seen. And you got platforms where people like to be heard. I'm one of the people that like to be heard. So Twitter allowed me to have that platform. But for Elon to come in and a month, two later, everybody leaving out this month, it's like, damn. <laughs> damn, man. Y'all don't know what y'all doing. Then you expect people to pay $8 a month and then people not getting the verification badges. And now you got people can't even use their work badges to get in the place of employment. I'm like, man, what you doing over there? But if there's anything for me, you know, a billionaire is not a billionaire without taking risks. So I'm going to just leave it at that and hope Elon knows what he's doing, I guess. I mean, we'll see. But he asked if we wanted to bring back Vine, which is very popular and a lot of young people wanted to bring back and for two he actually talking about bringing my favorite comedy account which is donald trump so hopefully trump can get his twitter back and we can be all good and all happy and everything so that's my hope man i hope twitter don't go anywhere but if it is my condolences twitter you've been amazing for the last 15 whatever years yeah um twitter is like the one place where you like i feel like the first amendment is is there like you don't there's no muzzle on twitter people say whatever they want to say on twitter um sometimes they get deleted sometimes not. it's not like your your facebook or instagram where you kind of feel sometimes a little bit more guarded um to the point that you said already too and also like twitter is a place where i feel like celebrities interacted more with their fans um and talk to them i mean shannon sharp uh um, John Moran and just a, a few that I know that have talked to some of us here on this podcast or retweeted ourselves. I don't see that on Facebook. I don't see that on Instagram. 
Um, and so I think that that is one thing as well. And, you know, I just I'm on Miss Twitter. Twitter will keep you in line with things that are going on and it'll give you the worst news to the best news. Like Twitter was always a place where I could go and get in my information and be like, all right, let me fact check this real quick. What I just heard on Twitter. Um, it's like the what do you want to call it? It's kind of like the water cooler uh, of for black people. We're going to come to the water cooler. We're going to talk about it check it and then see what else is it go out there for real but man i am one miss to the point that took said especially black twitter man because black twitter has jokes and some people don't understand that that's fine it's probably because you're not black thanks <laughs> man hopefully like i said hopefully this is not the end uh hopefully this is all just a troll hopefully this is all just you know just a low moment and it's going to pick back up but you know, Twitter has has this it has its talk it has its toxicity, right? Where you have to I I didn't say I need to just take this take this day off, especially when it gets to politics and the political stuff. Um, everything is always a debate. If you say two plus two is four, somebody will probably debate you on it, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> that debate is if water is really blue, like you know things like that. It can get annoying, but that's why you have all the mute like the mute function the mute functions i had tweeted this week like hey y'all hey, be arguing for no reason i was arguing over you got you fan of the same team arguing about the team what you want the team to do but y'all want the same goal in the hand i'm like y'all argue too much with me bro i just used to cute i just used the mute button to keep pushing so it just things like that but it also has its fun times they always had it has it had this network like this podcast like a lot of people i've networked with was through twitter a lot of some most of our guests came from twitter right i met them through twitter i didn't meet them on any other platform um sports what 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 was gonna do what what they tweet right and they tweet when they break news <laughs> that's how breaking news platform well with rest in peace Dolph. his one year anniversary just passed going that one year anniversary not necessary anniversary but one year since his death like we found out on twitter right <laughs> our first platform mostly we found that out we found out about the new people that just got arrested in his case on twitter like Things we found like out that. about everything on Twitter. Let's just be real. Let's just put it right. out like that. I don't yeah, even watch it. Thank you. <laughs> like when uh, you know, sad, sad, sad time in our city when the guy was going around shooting people. Twitter. I, there was the Memphis Police Department tweeting for a Twitter page. I didn't find out news. So like Twitter is like the literally the number one news uh source, like for everyone. Um uh Sheedy. Yeah, I was, and I was going to say to the point that you're making right now, like I literally wake up and I don't go to any other social media. My first mm -hmm. thing that I go to is Twitter. The last thing I go to is Twitter. And Twitter tells you everything. Even when I was in Memphis, it wasn't Shelby County schools weren't telling teachers and everybody they weren't coming to school or what have you for a winter day. They put it on Twitter first <laughs> on, on SEC, SK. Must be nice. And I'm, I, yeah, it, it must be because you ain't got to wait for that little roll to come around. Yeah. Shelby County schools. <laughs> My guy, I'm going right to Twitter. Twitter, Shelby, <laughs> Shelby County Schools, we closed. Cool, I'm about to sleep. Um, but yeah, Twitter was has has been phenomenal in regards to our news source. Like I said, first thing and last thing before I go to bed. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but it's like probably we're going to have to go back to the old days. Like you said, kids going to have to, you know, when we was growing up, we had to get up five o'clock and look at the bottom, look at the bottom line. The kids these days got spoiled. Maybe that's what they going to have to do. Uh, Although they might get texts nowadays, you know, so and it's still it's still upgrading no matter what. But um definitely miss Twitter, even with its toxic traits. Everything has its good and its bad, but Twitter has mostly been positive for the most part. 
like I said, a lot of networks, a lot of people I've connected with, even outside of y'all guys through podcasting and stuff, has been through Twitter. And it's like I, there's no other social media that can replicate that unless you create a new one. Uh, Instagram, you got to take a picture, right, in order or a video to post something. Most time, people ain't paying too much attention to the captions. Twitter, I mean TikTok, you're paying attention strictly to the videos. Like nobody even reading captions, right? Facebook is all over the place. Uh, there's there's nothing they can really replicate Twitter. So it, it's definitely gonna be missed. Uh, hopefully, like I said, hopefully my whole thoughts about the whole situation. Hopefully, this is a. I'm really just hoping that it is just <clears throat> that it really is just a mirage that is gonna pass through. But if it is, if it isn't, hey. I would try to be in there on the social medias. I have no promises there. I'm going to ask you to do that. <laughs> you might just have to catch me uh, back out in the, back out in public again. <laughs> oh, we actually got to talk to each other now? Yeah. Damn. Right. Damn. What, what's that going to be like? Right. You might have to actually call people and actually get phone numbers and texts. Yeah, you're actually going to do that now. Or create multiple group meetings. I know people doing Twitter spaces. They're going back to Clubhouse. They already got a plan in action in place. <laughs> <laughs> he said, hey, Twitter shut down. We back at Clubhouse. This was hilarious. Like how Twitter took a lot of other things, like Clubhouse, and it got Twitter spaces. So everybody converted over to Twitter spaces instead of Clubhouse. <laughs> like, bro. Hey, Twitter was funny, man. It was funny. Hopefully, it remains funny and no leave. Ah, Lord. But, yeah. That's what the hope is. Hopefully, hopefully this we have Twitter when we record again. Uh, either next week or the week after. <laughs> but let's get ready to get started. Let's go hit our intro. Always, I know y'all can follow us on Twitter for now. <laughs> LPR underscore media <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook at LPR and TikTok at LPR underscore media and follow the different socials we have. I mean, uh, we're still on the platform, we're on different, different listening platforms, and also like we are now on YouTube. Um, and like I said about the other platforms, uh, TikTok, we are even posting videos of what we do on our Start Five podcast, which check us out for their Grizzly Bear Blues podcast network. For your Grizzlies contents that we drop every Monday or Tuesday, depending on the Grizzlies schedule. But speaking of the Grizzlies, NBA Power Rankings. I'm expecting to see, see Grizzlies on y'all top five, potentially. We'll see. We're going to do top five Power Rankings. It's been about a month. Literally, I think, I think the season did start October 19th or 18th. Literally, probably the exact one month uh, from the day the season started. So one month Power Rankings. What y'all fellas got from the Three to Hardway podcast? As a matter of fact, check out the podcast as well. I know y'all got some stuff coming up this week with NFL NBA comparisons. Ready to check that out. Check them out on Monday this week uh, with both of y'all and Savage. But what y'all got for the top five NBA power rankings? Yeah, she. I got you. Um, so speaking of Twitter, right? I saw a tweet that talked about how. Eastern Conference teams are boring, right? But some of the best teams are actually in the Eastern Conference. So 
it might be boring, but at the end of the day, wins and losses are the most important stat. Um, and what I and before I continue and go further, I think there's like what is it? Maybe those top teams. Um, everyone's pretty much jumbled, so it's kind of like kind of to play with this a little bit more. And I will also say this too, and Shark. After last night, information has changed. However, I'll start with my number one. Number one is the Celtics. Um, Jason Tatum is is playing out of his mind. Uh, Jalen Brown is being a great support system for him. And the thing about the Celtics is you don't know who's on the score um, an extra 15 to 20 points a night for them. You really don't. Um, and they're winning at home and the road. And that's what's scary. Um, and this is without Emei right now. Um, but this team looks really, really good. Um, and so to me, they are the number one seed actually in the whole NBA. And they are number one in my power rankings. Uh, number two, and right behind them is the Bucks, who, you know, Giannis just got done pushing that on the ladder and, and losing the ladder match um, last night. Um, however, I think this is the second best team um, in the NBA. They're still without Chris Middleton. Um, and Joe Ingles, I believe, as well. Um, and they just got done losing to the 76ers, uh, who also hear me. Hello? You back. Okay, my fault. Yeah, John Lagan. Sorry, guys. My internet is actually out. Yeah. Um, man. So number three, I have is the Portland Trailblazers, um, who Took reminded us before the start of the season that this is a playoff team. So I want to make sure we give him his kudos about that. Uh, Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard, fifty points a game in the backcourt. Um, then you got Jeremy Grant that you can dish it down to, who's giving you twenty and nine. Thanks. Everybody, yeah. Everybody, can't keep lagging. That giant out. <laughs> Give me a couple more seconds. <clears throat> yeah, he froze. Well, for those who are listening in, I will edit it out a little bit some. Uh, but of course, his first top three were the Celtics at one, uh, Bucks at two, and the Blazers at three. So I guess two, you can go and start with yours and see if we can get them back on. We can go and go. Okay. Uh, yeah, so mine is, um, I'm actually going number one Celtics as well. Uh, they got the best record in the league, and Jason Tatum, we saw the superstar rising. Um, in the NBA Finals, and he's coming this season, averaging career-high 30 points a game, um, you know, seven rebounds and four-and-a-half assists and a block a game, which is, you know, he's paying more attention to the defense as well. 
And I think the defensive imprint that uh, Emil Udoka left on them last year, they haven't lost a step, honestly. Um, they're more around the team, and I expect the Celtics to be, you know, a top three team, you know, barring injury, of course. But I think they're going to be a top three team uh, for the rest of the season, especially in the Eastern Conference. Uh, number two, I'm going to actually go with the Blazers. Uh, Sheedy gave me credit on that, so appreciate them on that. They got the best record in the West uh, right now. And they're just playing great basketball. Um, the last season was – I compared it to when, you know, the Warriors with, without Clay and and, and and Dre, you know what I'm saying, for most of the season, you know, the, a lot of their young players were able to come into rows and just try to find themselves. And then they went and got Jeremy Grant, you know, and, and a couple other players, and Shaden Sharp, who's having a great rookie season off the bench. And you combine that with the fact that the best closer of our, dinner, of our generation, the Dame Lillard, comes back this season is literally a recipe for success. And Chauncey Billups got them playing outstanding defense as well. So um, that's just makings of a, of a top two team for right now. And I'm, I'm happy that they're there. Uh, number three, we're going to have the Bucks. Uh, right now they're 11 to four as well, even though they lost against uh, the Sixers last night. Um, make sure you, also context matters for everybody watching Giannis throw the ladder down. Make sure y'all know why um why he did that as well um and if you didn't know it's because Montrez Harrell was petty um he ended up taking a basketball that he was shooting free throws on one side and taking it to the other side of the court and started shooting with the same ball so he pretty much tried to sun him and uh the Philly arena was being petty and brought the ladder out and Giannis like no this is what I do for a living this is this is my job and I'm doing my job y'all stopping me from doing my job so if anybody that's trying to bath my bad mouth Giannis that's the context for you and I can't wait till they play the Sixers again. Bet the over Giannis may have 50 or 60 that game. Uh, but as far as this season goes, the Bucks are playing really good defense. Their championship core still. And they're still, they're playing without Chris Middleton as well. So um, number three on my list right now is pretty good. Um, and I think they're going to keep it up as well. Uh, number four, of course, the surprise team of the whole NBA. I got the Utah Jazz. Uh, they're number three in the whole entire league. Who would have known that they would be a great offensive team? Um, they're number three in points per game. They're playing good defense as well. And like uh, I described on the Three to Hardaway podcast, with that team, you got a team that's literally playing for nothing. They ain't got nothing to lose. And that's really kind of dangerous. They, that's a dangerous team to play with. You know, the chemistry is there. And, like, they just got a bunch of hungry role players that just want to win basketball. Like I said, that's a recipe for success as well. Um, I forgot the coach, uh, their coach now, but he's doing a great job with the team as well. And – Last but not least, I got, of course, the Memphis Grizzlies. They're a top five team in this in the standings. They're a top five team in my power rankings. Um, they're doing their thing. Um, of course, without Jaren, with Jaron coming back now, um, playing a couple games right now. But even before then, they were playing good basketball. Um, some of the younger players were stepping up. Some of the players that, you know, were the Santi Adamas and the John Contras of the world were really stepping up and got us right here. And just the whole chemistry as a whole, um, even though Jaws going out, maybe I guess for like the next two, three weeks, I don't expect us to take too much of a step far back. I mean, we saw this team compete last year. Um, so Ty Jones, we got them back literally for this reason right here. I don't expect us to take too much of a step back. However, I do expect to see, hopefully, Jaron get a little bit more comfortable um, within the offense and defense just for the season. So it may be a blessing to disguise. Um, of course, I want to see him play against Kyrie this upcoming Sunday. Um, but as long as he's back before Christmas, it's all good. Y'all can wrestle. So that's my five. Again, it's the Celtics, Blazers, Bucks, Jazz, and the Grizzlies. Cool, man. Probably similar, man. Guess who we just got it coming from? Ryan. What? Oh, boy. Boy, glad to see you up, man. Way up, man. Man, still praying for you, my guy. <laughs> you know, you know we here, bro. We we, we got right, you, man. 
We, we got you. All right. Thanks for tuning in for sure again. Um, my top five, pretty much similar uh, to yours. I'm pretty sure she is about to go. Well, maybe he might pull out another mannequin. If y'all didn't see uh, her <laughs> <laughs> last week, and I'll tell him what he probably would have gone on the last two. Uh, hopefully, he gets back in soon. I know he's having internet problems, <laughs> but um, my top five similar number one, think about it, it was the books. The books were number one, uh, two out. Yeah, right. I said, Thank you, man. Always, bro. Uh, the books were number one. I mean, the whole they won, they won the beat it, right? Uh, until the last week. Wait, uh, mm-hmm. That's literally the only thing that stopped me. Like, them going, what's it, two and four in their last four, four. six kind of got me. Yeah, they lost four in their last six. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just randomly lost four in their last six. Now, think about it. They were like nine and oh, and they were still, they still know how got Chris Middleton back. Uh, Drew Hodge has been out lately. Javon Carter has been balling. Uh, he's been starting. So, kind of like, it's like, but the Celtics won nine in a row. So, it's kind of, you can't deny it. So, the Celtics got to be number one. They just, they're rolling. Like, you know, you lose your coach and you, Hey, you ain't lost a step. You made it. Uh, also, you know, Robert Williams has been out. He's out until, I think, mid-December. Still rolling. Uh, these pickups, Malcolm Brogdon, um, just the rotations there. They're still spot on. Defense is still there. Jason Tatum has taken a, another leap. Um, you know, a lot of people got on him about his actual finals performance. And he's come out this season saying, hey, he on, he looking like he on a, on a mission to redeem, you know, what happened in the actual finals. So, hey, Celtics, definitely number one. It's guaranteed, really. Yeah, you can't really take it from him at this point. Number two, I would go and go with the Bucks. Although they have lost four of their last six, I'm still gonna go with the fact that they were number one for the longest. I'm still gonna give them that uh leeway to keep them at just at number two. Giannis is being Giannis. Uh Brick Lopez is having like, a low-key a career year. Uh Bobby Port is definitely, I know rebounding wise, he's definitely uh pretty much having a career year. I have to double check his stats to see match it up to his old years, but I think he's having a really good uh career type year as well. Um, despite the injuries, Chris Middleton being out the whole season, uh, Drew Holiday missing quite a bit of time, Javon Carter coming in, former Grizzly. Uh, you know, hey, we couldn't keep him here at the time with our transition, but hey, I'm glad to see him still up and running. I know his uh mom's she's the she really still connect, probably still connects well with the city of Memphis. She was connecting with everyone on Twitter <laughs> before his trade, so uh, you know, another like man, but yeah, shout out to the Bucks. I'll give them number two, number three, I'll give the the Blazers number three, so I guess I'm along with Sheedy uh, and two. Like I said, we split the hairs. The Blazers uh, still kind of really. I'm not going to say it's 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 a shock that they're as high as they are, but still at the beginning of the season. Um, but they looking really good. Chauncey Billups, uh, low key coach of the year candidate, uh, starting out right now because he that defense. You would just think they pretty much. I ain't gonna say they got the same roster, but you still got like the same core pieces, like with Dame and. Uh, I have to say about Tunez. What's my guy name? Uh, Nurkic. Nurkic. Uh, yeah. Yep. Down there, and who was part of some bad defenses, and for them to like, and Anthony Simons is known to be like a good defender as well. Jeremy Grant has been known as a three and D player, so he's definitely helped out and on offense too. Uh, threes wise, I think the last couple games he had at least about four threes for like three games in a row before the the next game. And even that game, they went down to the wire. I think Ross O'Neill had a triple double and had the tip in basket to beat them in the end of that one. So, uh, give me important they are number one in the West right now. Uh, they've been consistent and give me the Jazz at number four. Um, the Jazz just came off, they lost three in a row, but then they beat Phoenix, uh, who Phoenix probably would have been in my top five. So, that game kind of chose who I was going to choose in my top five. <laughs> uh, Jazz breaking three-game losing streak. You kind of think, like, okay, they're about to turn to the team that everybody thought they would be. 
And no, they uh flipped it, beat the Suns 134 to 133. Um, still, I it's kind of hard to believe, but I at this point, I don't think it's a mirage anymore with the Jazz. I think they're probably going to be in the probably not at the top of the conference, but they probably would be in the running, like in the playoff race, uh, more than likely. I think, unless they, of course, make some trades and uh, just go ahead and get everybody out. So, um, yeah, giving Jazz number four, Lori Marketing, and see, she may not be back on. Like, how's the buyout, man? Yeah. But, um, we can't get him on for the fun of times with the Lori Monica, uh, I would say mannequin, <laughs> Lori from marketing. But <laughs> check out through the hard way, y'all. Right. <laughs> y'all got some stuff on there, man. It'd be hilarious, but yeah, yeah. Man, wow, man. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. And the reason I chose Jazz at four and I got the Greasies at five, who I got up next. Um, Jazz did beat the Greasies twice, um, so I can't, <clears throat> can't physically put the Greasies over the Jazz. Injuries galore. The Grizzlies are still finding ways. Jared Jackson just came back, but then Desmond Bain goes out. Then Jared Jackson's second game, but Jock goes out. And we'll probably be two. I've had, I sprained my ankle a time, two or three or four, like I said on Twitter. So <laughs> he's going to be out <laughs> two weeks, <laughs> more than likely. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, uh, we're about to see the Jaron Dillon show, but let's see how they do last year. 20 and 5. We got Arkansas. The Jaron Dillon show. Uh, oh, you already right. know it's about to happen. It's about to go down. But, you know. Mm. They all figure out. They figure they find a way. Uh, last year, only won twenty and five without Ja, you know. And this year, they're like zero and two or down the move so far or whatever. Uh, got arguments within the fan base, you know. The Melton County, I guess, would make a difference right now, right? We'll see. We're about to see over these next two weeks if Jaron and Dylan can uh, keep us afloat. Maybe keeping Dylan to start the season, whether they trade him or not, keeping him right now, which probably what's the right move is looking like because. Hey, you, you, <laughs> when things like happens with John Disson, Vane, and Zaire are all out now, you need Dylan now to jack those shots. Unfortunately, and fortunately, because you need somebody to take shots. Boy, average thirty field goals a game. <laughs> God, yeah, damn. yeah, sir. Him and Jaron, boy, they about to get them up. They about to get them up. But it might, like you said earlier, it might be a blessing in disguise because guess what? We're gonna need them to to hit some big shots. At any given point in time, when Jaya and Desmond get to de- get the double teams, and they're ready, they about to get they they about to get their practice in now to be ready for those moments. <laughs> How long is uh, Desmond out? Uh, same thing. Two, two to he would be reevaluating two to three weeks. Uh, toe sprain. So, but the damn, they come back at the same time. Yeah, okay. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Zaire, I think Zaire when they marked his injury it was about a month. So I think all three of them literally will probably be coming back. In the same exact time frame, um, so we'll see. But that is top five, uh, NBA. Yeah, most of it, I think I'm pretty sure she may have been leaning more to what me and Took did, but I mean, some other teams left out, you know, under honorable mentions. Cleveland was uh, really pretty much be on a uh, nice uh, high road, also Atlanta. Uh, they could have made stakes in the top five, also the Phoenix Suns, I think, up from the west. I can't really think of the other west team. The Pelicans kind of been a little too inconsistent. Man, look, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you now. It's either between one of these teams gonna make the playoffs. It's either between the Jazz and the freaking Sacramento Kings. Oh, Sacramento, Sacramento Kings good. are scoring. They are. they are putting points on the board. Mm-hmm. Whatever juice Mike Brown got them drinking, <laughs> them to be the seventh seed in the West right now. Dog, we, we, we gotta get them some kind of props. 
And remember, they started the season 0 and 4, I think, or 0 and 5. I'm mistaken. Yeah, 0 and 4. They started the season 0 and 4. And now they're 8 and 6. So they won eight of their last 10 games. <laughs> so the Kings could have stake the claim. And uh, definitely, we went to a top 10. They probably would definitely be in the top 10. Actually, you know, I hate earlier this week, I had wrote the article for GBB for the bets. And I had, um, it was Kings and Nets. And I saw two bets with uh, De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis to get over six assists because I saw the last, like, couple of games they both they both average six assists actually the Monte Savonis average more than the Aaron Fox in assists uh <laughs> so I both of them get there both I'll be there both of them got like 10 a piece <laughs> in that game <laughs> and I didn't even make the bit well, I was made oh I, I forgot <laughs> that's, that's that coach man we got a coach that that played that coach with Brian and, and Kyrie you know what I'm saying you're gonna get that ball moving and mm-hmm. Savonis is just a talent as well like you got a good talent to team honestly Yep. That's finally putting it together. Mm-hmm. So they definitely looking. Uh, well, she says they're trying it out here, but yeah, when he uh, if he gets to make it back, we'll circle back to the NBA Power Rangers. But first up, let's go ahead take a break for a word from our sponsor. Let's be real. Media is pleased to announce we are sponsored by Ralph Brand. Ralph culture is around about skate, punk, and hip hop art. We are looking forward to co-designing materials for this journey with them. Please visit RalphBrand.com for purchasing merch now and for future collaborations with Let's Be Real Media. And we got another comment from our guy, Fat Boy Darren, Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports, that Fox have on this pick and roll to stuff the guard. Yup. Especially with both of them and their passing abilities, it's, it's <laughs> almost torture on any uh, any given defense. But let's take it from the courts to the football field. So with NFL, um, we never gave our in um, mid what award predictions. So we're actually going to circle back around. Now it's about the midseason part where everyone's played about eight, nine, ten games. So we're about to do our predictions now for the rest of the season. So it's not based on who we think is currently winning, but who we think is going to win by the end of the season. So first up, and first and foremost, of course, we'll start with the NBA. Oh, hold on now. We may. We're hard. They're hard. We be going back to the We're NBA. Hard. Hold on. What up? Oh, my God. You take your NBA on that? You good, <laughs> man? I think Elliot Musk gonna fire me too, dog. Oh, going on, man? <laughs> um, I'm pissed. I missed all this, and I'm still uh, having some struggles. Um, well, let's circle back to the NBA Power Rankings. What you got for your four and five? Got you. Um, four. I had again information changed as of last night. Um, and yes, I need to put at four Lori from marketing. Um, and the Utah Jazz. Um, look at, you know, unfortunately, they beat the Grizzlies twice, right, back-to-back nights. They've had some great games. They've lost some other games, too. But, one, no one saw this coming before the start of the season. And, two, oh, man, you're doing so well. Right. Oh. <laughs> Oh boy, they'll tell you about uh internet. I don't think it's gonna work, go. fellas. I tried. I <laughs> number five I has the Cavs. I'll say that. Okay, there we go. So we did have a little switch up. Nice. Go. Got you. Uh, yeah, 
I had Cleveland right outside. I think Cleveland, right? I said Cleveland probably been like my number 16, so they were literally right outside number five. So, yeah. We also gave props to the Kings while you out because they uh, won eight to 10. They, they looking pretty solid right now. But let's move forward back to the gridiron on the football field. Let's start with our midseason awards. Let's start with MVP. Who do you think will be the MVP by the end of this season? I'm going to go Patty Mahomes, man. Uh, he's showing us why he bought Wonder yet again. Um, you know, ever since he lost the Super Bowl against Tom Brady, I feel like we've gone like this, you know, just down, down, down as far as Patrick Mahomes go. And, of course, he don't have Tyreek Hill, so we came into the season thinking they were going to take a step back. I'm not saying that they didn't take a step back, but I'm not saying they taking a step forward either. But what I am saying is Patrick Mahomes is leading the NFL in yards per game. Um, and touchdowns and a second in QBR um, behind Tua. And this is in the AFC. So, I mean, at this point, give it to Mahomes until he don't want it at this point. She, do you good? Go ahead, Shark, real quick, man. I'm going to try this outside thing. Go ahead, Shark. Yeah, go get some sunlight. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it ain't too cold out there. <laughs> But yeah, give me uh same thing, Pat Mahomes. Um, I do one and I still had the Chiefs win the division. Uh it would I didn't think they would take a big step back without uh Tyreek Hill. I knew they would take uh, some version of a step as in you won't have be as explosive like having a downfield plays, but he was gonna have to learn to be more patient, which he had to learn last season anyway, because a lot of teams play too high safeties. So when they started last season struggling, they started three and four, it was because he didn't adjust. Once he adjusted the rest of last season, I knew coming to this season, Tyreek Hill, he'll just continue with his adjustments that he made throughout last season when teams play too high safety anyway to take away Tyreek Hill's big play ability. So the only thing he was missing in was Tyreek Hill taking those short games and taking it to the house. Uh, but just being a little more patient, Juju is, Juju is having a really good year. Um, just not kind of spreading the ball out more. I knew he approved. We knew he was the best quarterback in the NFL. He's just still continuing to be the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he's doing nothing that we didn't think he would do. A lot of people try to crown Josh Josh Allen for various reasons. Uh, I, I still think the great white hope thing. I still really think that's why everybody's trying to uh, crown him, <laughs> uh, make him the best. But And Josh Allen, probably up to the last three weeks, he was probably, in, honestly, because he beat Mahomes, he probably was the MVP favorite. But then he thrown like six picks in three games. Um, yeah, <laughs> he fell off. And another person, Tua. Isn't should be he's in the race. Uh he's having a great season. If he didn't and think about every game he's played, every game he's finished, they won. They lost three games and lost the two games he missed in the game. He got hurt in and missed the rest of the game. So like he's making a claim, but Pat Mahomes played every game. Pat Mahomes is just blowing out the competition right now. And I don't think really there's nobody's gonna catch him at this point. Um let's Josh Allen just stopped throwing picks and just decided like just <laughs> go on a tear down the stretch, which could happen. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts a little too far out uh, for Mahomes to catch Mahomes. Mahomes' stats is just it just jumps off the page, and I don't see them really falling off anytime soon uh, before the playoffs at least. So yeah, give me Mahomes MVP. Am I lagging? I'm good now. I hope. Even though I'm outside and cold. Um, so I'll make mine brief. I think at the end of the season, we should be crowning Lamar Jackson as MVP. Um, I think right now I could see where Patrick Mahomes is the MVP, um, or even Josh Allen, but Lamar Jackson 
so far has beaten three teams that are in the playoffs um, as of now the season were to stop. Um, same thing with Josh Allen. Um, and so I'm going to give it to Lamar Jackson, I think, at the end of the season, um, especially if the Ravens can get about, I would say about maybe 12 and 5. Um, I think that you can look at that. And listen, now this is a dark horse that's not really dark. Um, it's more of a cream color. But if the Vikings are still trending very well, don't be surprised to hear Kirk Cousins' name as well in that talk. Um, if it's not Kirk, then, you know, Justin Jefferson, because we did just give the MVP award uh, last year to Cooper Cup. So don't be surprised because these Vikings don't look like they're, they're stopping anytime soon, including uh, tomorrow. So I'll leave it at that. And speaking of Justin Jefferson, since you want to take it there, let's go ahead and go to Offensive Player of the Year because this is when the real award comes out, the actual real MVP award since they're going to give it to quarterbacks. Let's go and see who y'all got for Offensive Player of the Year, who y'all got for the end of the season, Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, a part of me wants to actually go Lamar Jackson, um, but that damn <laughs> Justin Jefferson, so I'm serious. <laughs> I mean, he, he we, we, we made the, you know, who's the best receiver in, in football, and I think that's, that case is clearly his at this point. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, as much as I want to say Lamar, um, I'm, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson because the Vikings, they doing the damn thing right now, and he's a huge, huge part of why, why they're doing that thing. So give me Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I could very well see Lamar, uh, especially MVP, if they uh, come back, especially they take the um, the home field away from um, Kansas City. I definitely could see Lamar uh, jumping down MVP race as well. Offense player of the year, I do really believe they're going to give it to a flirt, another quarterback since the regular MVP award is the quarterback award anyway. And to me, it's between Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. Um, Tyreek Hill is on pace to break like the receiving record this season. So I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill, but you splitting the hairs between them two, him and Justin Jefferson. Uh, but Tyreek Hill is outpacing him in yards right now. He out, he has 1,100, almost 1,150 yards right now to Justin Jefferson's uh, 1,050, 1,060. So he outpaced him about 100 yards. Now, I don't, I'm not, I don't see if they play the extra game. Oh, he got him by a game too, though. Yeah, I was about to say that I don't see if they play if he play extra game in them. So it's gonna it's gonna come down to those two. <laughs> we can go and say I can, that's one guarantee we can make. <laughs> um, and both of them got the same amount of touchdowns. So give me Tyreek Hill, but shoot, that's ah, yeah, y'all don't give me Tyreek Hill, but hey, right, right, that's a tie. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely gonna be a receiver this year. Um, and I, I agree that um, Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. Um, I'm gonna say Tyreek Hill. Right now, Tyreek Hill's stats are better to me than Justin Jefferson because Justin Jefferson has had a more consistent quarterback um, where Tua has been kind of in and out. We already know about that. We talked about that before on the show. Um, Tyreek Hill also has the most first downs um, by any player in the NFL um, at this point. And I know, like we said, Justin Jefferson does not have has one game less. I hear that. Um, but right now, I think. At the end of the season, I think we'll be talking about Tyreek Hill is crowned Offensive Player of the Year. And ladies and gentlemen, I think we might be looking at, you know, these receivers getting close to 1,800 yards, if not 2,000 yards, the way this league is going right now. Um, so give me Tyreek Hill. And Tuki, you got a question? Yeah, just curious to know y'all thoughts. Uh, the Eagles are the best, quote-unquote, best team in the league, but yet we didn't bring up Jalen Hurts. Just wanted to get y'all comments on whether y'all think he can make an MVP or Offensive Player of the Year run. So I bought him up an MVP. Uh, I just think his stat-wise, he was already kind of behind anyway because um, even I was trying to compare to Lamar Jackson's MVP year. 
and of our Mark Jackson numbers like outdo Jaden Hurst numbers up to this uh point as well. So it's kind of like he's having a really solid season. He definitely should be in the running, but overall, as long as the Chiefs or like the Ravens, those teams are you know record wise up near the Eagles, it's gonna be hard for him to overcome them. Uh, with unless he just starts like producing like some astronomical stats. His stats are solid. He's not turning the ball over. But it's more on the level of uh, QB managing type uh, type of stats, it feels like right now. Yeah, and I'm going to walk up with that as well. I, it's not that Jalen Hurts is not this great player or, or what we're going to call him, Savage, a superstar. Um, I'm saying that if the Ravens are winning, if the Bills are winning, if the Chiefs are winning, Hell, even if you throw the Buccaneers back in here for no god-awful reason, unfortunately, the vote is not going to go towards Jalen Hurts' way, and that's unfortunate. But he's not – he's put, what, maybe two or three game-winning drives together, I may, and I may be wrong about that. But the way that Josh Allen has come back in games, the way that Lamar Jackson has been up in games, and Patrick Mahomes as well leading his team back, um, I see it more from their perspective as opposed to Jalen Hurts. So nothing against Jalen Hurts. He'll definitely be in a running. But I don't see him going up to receive the award yet. I think maybe even another year or two, um, even with their play, um, I don't see that yet. And also, they're asked to do more than him. Like, when you think about Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, for instance, they are the offense for their teams, <laughs> right? Uh, Jada Hurts is, uh, I mean, their running game is fine. And it's, that's a big part because of him. But they have so many different weapons uh, that's – like helping out otherwise with the the other those other teams you take Josh Allen out the Bills. Uh, you, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know about Case Keenum and you know the rest of the offense. Uh take Lamar Jackson out the Ravens, you know, it just takes away take Pat Mahomes out the Chiefs, you know, it it is a difference in that. They are asked to do a whole lot more and because of that they would be front runners for MVP over him. Okay, so next up, let's go and go to comeback player of the year. There's a lot. This one seems like a a lot of people coming up for this award. Seems like a lot of great stories out here. So who y'all got for comeback player of the year? That's interesting because I feel like it would have been a, a dead giveaway with Saquon Barkley. Uh, we're finally seeing him play some good football. We're seeing the Giants play some okay, pretty good football. Um, he's second in the league in rushing, which is what we expected to get from him as soon as he touched the league. I think expectations were a little bit too high for, for him. And, of course, the injuries didn't help either. But he is coming back and playing, like I said, some good fo- football. He's second in the league in rushing, so that'll be my pick. Yeah, without him, I mean, the, I don't think the giant – he's hiding a lot of Daniel Jones' woes, so to speak, as well, um, because of how well he's running the ball. Um I'm going to give it to Geno Smith, um, come back play of the year. Forgot about Geno. Um, right, right, right. And, like, and I'm saying in the NFC, right, and, you know, they traded Russell, and they were like, oh, you know, pretty much it's like a tanking type of season. But Geno said, hell nah, hell nah. I'm coming here to play. I'm coming here to get another contract, a newer contract. Um, and I know they just lost their last game, but, I mean, again, who saw this team being that good at this time? To the point where they're contending for at least maybe the second seed or third seed in the NFC at this point, if we were to start with the playoffs right now. Um, and the, I think they would actually be winning their division, um, which is the one with the you know 49ers, Rams, um, and such. But listen, give me Geno Smith for comeback player of the year right now. 
Yeah, that, that's who it's between those two. You can also put Derrick Henry in there. Remember, he got hurt in his last half of last season. But uh, Saquon, you had two years where, yeah, two years where he pretty much was gone, done, right? Geno Smith, nobody thought him to start a quarterback anymore. That was it, right? Uh, so it's different between those two. I give the Saquon, I guess, slightly, only because I guess like coming back from injuries versus just being a backup, turning to a starter. It, I don't know. Hey, that's the it's splitting the hairs. I'm gonna choose Saquon, um, but that that's very splitting the hairs. because uh, shoot, yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, gee, I think I'm going Gino. Only reason <laughs> I might split, I might split flip Gino. Only reason why is because I'm thinking about. I knew if Saquon stayed healthy, he could do what he could do. It was just about him remaining healthy. I didn't expect Gino to be what he is. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's fair. Right. That's 100% fair. Yeah, I expect yeah. Gino to be what he is. And for that reason, I flipped the Gino because I was like, I got more reason to flip to actually get Gino. So, fly up on the earth. Dang. Yeah, I flipped the Gino because I always thought Saquon could stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is come back clear to your him remain healthy. But yeah, Gino, that's what he's doing. And I do believe Seattle, I guess, like I said, we're projecting the end of the season. I'm projecting Gino would still carry out to the end of the season. So, yeah, got me Gino. Gino came back from damn near not being in the league to damn near about right. to be in the playoffs in a Thanos snap. So I, yeah, I said that's definitely fair. And the new contract, boy, he about to get paid. But yeah, shout, shout out to Gino again. Um, so sound flip over two. That's gonna get tough to really, really tough one out the way. Coach of the year. I'm telling you now, this is probably the toughest one. They can do a three-way tie if they wanted to. <laughs> it's just so many coaches in the league. <laughs> what y'all got for coach of the year? Uh, I'm gonna actually go ahead and show uh the Eagles some love with uh I hope I say his last name like Nick Sariani. Um the Eagles right now are number four in yards per game. Uh they're scoring the ball for sure, but they're number three in defense. Um and I think once you get a team that's top five, you know, I love my top five teams, players, whatever. Um, but if you got a team that's top five in offense, top five in defense, I think it's the culture. And I think that's the coach that's, you know, coming into, you know, the players are buying into his system. Uh, they got the team. They got, they got you know, the city of brotherly love right behind them. So uh, the Sirianni came in and, and is doing his thing. Um, and they are, you know, tied with the best record in the NFL right now. So give me uh, Nick Sirianni. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, to go, I thought you were going to go to Minnesota. I, I wanted to, but nah, yeah, not yet, not yet, not yet. <laughs> um, this award, man, I I believe needs to go to at the end of this season because I think this team will still want to be really good, and you, I think they're going to be maybe in the playoffs or scratching and beating down the door to be in the playoffs. Um, as the coach of the New York Jets, Robert Salah, um, the Jets are. The Jets were less than mediocre last season, um, and now they're not. They're a team to be reckoned with. Actually, they just beat the Bills. I don't care what happened um, to um, Josh Allen during the game, what have you. And it's a wins and loss category. They won the game. The Bills lost the game, and that is what it is. Um, and so give me give me big, Bob, big shot Bob uh, from the Jets. Don't you disrespect yeah. Robert Warren like that? Man, man, Josh Allen threw a seventy-yard pass after the elbow. Boy, the Jets beat them. 
<laughs> after injury, everybody dropped like seven yard pass, which uh the receiver dropped. So there, but <laughs> so there, yeah, they beat them a uh, fair square. But um, because of my flip on the comeback player of the year, I had to flip my coach of the year. Originally, I had Pete Carroll, but since I got Geno Smith comeback, I had to flip to Brian Dayball from the Giants. Um, who expected the Giants to be where they are? Who's well? Who expected the Jets to be where they are? Who expected the Giants to be where they are? Who expected the Seahawks to be where they are? Any of those three coaches, and like I said, Nick Sirianni, the Eagles were expected to be very good, but you st- you can't knock him for them, you know, for that. Like he's still doing a great job. The Dolphins coach, Mike McDaniels, great job. Uh, Minnesota, like some people like to beat them to win the division. You want the other one to pick them to win the division, but they still had to go out and do it. They haven't done it <laughs> in a couple of years, right? So that's why like, I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you still, it's it's so tough. Mike Vrabel with the Titans, we still got a thousand players hurt out here, and we traded AJ Brown and winning games, luckily, and still is out here at seven and three. It's it's so many coaches, but I'm gonna go Brian Dayball, the Giants. Um, I probably say I expect the Seahawks to be the worst team out of everybody. That's why I went. That's why I was initially thinking Pete Carroll because we was thinking number one draft pick for them. I was thinking the Giants would be like an average, maybe below average team, maybe six, seven, five, six, seven win range. I was thinking Seahawks would win two games, but give me a Brian Dayball because he just changed the culture there. That culture, I didn't expect no culture shift from him, and he's definitely changed the culture of things going on there. And that's what this is all without receivers. So I'm really hoping Odell does sign return to New York when he makes his decision. Uh, there seem like just a perfect match made return home situation for him. So yeah, give me Brian Dayball and a product of the Bills, <laughs> who just recently coached uh, Josh Allen last couple of years as offensive coordinator. And next four, so we'll start going to let's go and finish out offense before we get to defense. So let's go with offensive. Player offensive rookie of the year. Uh, I'm stuck between Kenneth Walker and Damian Pierce, yeah. but I'm gonna, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna lean toward Damian Pierce for the simple fact that not only is he leading rookies in in rushing, he's a top six rusher in the league. That's literally, I know Kenneth Walker kind of came a little later, but yeah. Damian Pierce, Texas ain't got no kind of weapons at all. Um, and they still okay, but like I said, he's still top five, top six in rushing as a rookie. It's, it's pretty damn impressive. So if I had to pick one, I'm going to go Damian Pierce over the Texans. And what made it hard for me not to choose that him is the Texans are god-awful. Um and I believe a lot of that is like, okay, we're, we're they're losing the game. They're giving the ball off for some reason because they can't pass because who, who the hell is their receivers? Uh, well, Cooks, they need to get rid of him anyway. Um, and speaking of receivers, I think that offensive rookie of the year uh, needs to go to Chris Olave um, for the Saints. And that is with, hear me out, with fucking Andy Dalton still throwing him the ball for some god-awful reason. Once Jameis gets reinserted back in and starts throwing the ball with one eye, two eyes, five eyes, Chris Olave's <laughs> numbers are going to go up. And Michael Thomas is hurt, right? Alvin Kamara is hurt. And so they're going to lean a lot more on Chris Olave anyway. His numbers are going to go through the roof. And so I believe Chris Olave does win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Go Bucks. That's a really, that was a really good one. <laughs> Like, no bugs. 
Oh man, but I'm more I'm leaning what two did with Damian Pierce. Uh, I'm actually going to make a comparison. Of course, it's a little different basketball, football, and also Ben Simmons had similar but Griffin. He didn't play his after rookie year, so he's rookie in second year. But the year of Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell, right? Uh, I feel like Ben Simmons got off to a better start, and Donovan Mitchell started to come on around December. So Ben Simmons initially pretty much won the award because from start to finish, he was better because Donovan Mitchell kind of got a later start. Similar, Damian Pierce, Kenneth Walker, from the start of the season, Damian Pierce has been, boom, lightning. Kenneth Walker got started later, but now he's on the road, but he got started later. So I think you're going to reward the player who was probably more consistent from the very beginning to the end, similar to Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell, which is the reason I think Ben Simmons got the award over Donovan Mitchell. And that's the reason I think Damian Pierce would get it over Kenneth Walker. Now, Chris Lope was a very good one. And like you said, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard anything about them starting James Winston. <laughs> so until that happens, <laughs> he might be uh, stuck, uh, stuck like Chuck over there. But yeah, that's my reasoning behind giving Damian Pierce the offense for kid year. So let's shift it to the defensive side of things. Defensive player of the year. Uh, give me she's guy, Michael Parsons. Um, he can say it more than me, of course, because he watched the Cowboys. Um, he really is their defense. Um, you can hear it in any quote-unquote analyst's mouth. You can probably hear it out of Sheedy's mouth. You can hear it out of most of the Cowboys uh, fans' mouth. If you know football, uh, you know what Michael Parsons means to this Dallas football defense. He's everything, and the numbers speak for themselves. So if I had to pick one right now, it would be Michael Parsons. Absolutely. I appreciate it too. Thank you so much. Um, and it was hard for me not to choose Micah Parsons for this award. Um, and so I, I went north um, to the Patriots. Uh, Judah, I think, is his last name. Guys got the Patriots, first of all, don't even play on TV anymore, thanks to Tom Brady. Um, but I think the guys are on pace right now for at least like maybe 19 sacks. Uh, for the season and quiet is kept. New England is actually, again, another team that's in the playoff hunt right now if the season were to end. But I think once the season does end, this could be your defensive player of the year that no one actually is talking about. Um, we hear so much about Aaron Donald, Micah Parsons as well, and some other player, Jalen Ramsey, right? But honestly, this guy's having a fantastic season um, and has, at this point right now, he is on pace to have more pressures or hits on the quarterback, I believe, than Aaron Donald did during his time as Defensive Player of the Year. Um, but we just – no one talked about the Patriots. It's okay. They're still winning games. Um, so give me – I think it's Micah Judah, Judah, my fault, um, from the New England Patriots. Yep, Matthew Judah. Yep, I remember when they got him back. Uh, that was a solid pickup because he was really good with the Ravens. I was like, the Ravens made a mistake letting him go. Um, so, yeah, he's having a really good year. But I'd go with Michael Parsons as well because – Stat-wise, he's definitely blowing him out of water. In the, the stat-wise, he's on pace to break uh, T.J. Watts, uh, where T.J. Watts tied record with um, – what's, what's up? Uh, how I forget his name? Michael uh, – huh? Strahan, yep. I'm like, how do I forget this man's name? Michael Strahan. So, yeah, he's on pace to – be on pace to really break their record or get very close to it. Uh, Talcus-wise, he has more tackles than uh, Judon as well. Now, I know he struck some, like – and both of them outside linebackers, they're most – mostly pass rushing type of outside linebackers instead of coverage-wise, so they both probably struggle in the coverage area. But I think, um, of course, Michael Parsons is more you know, known because 
he's on TV. He played with the Cowboys, right? <laughs> like I said, the Patriots not seeing on TV who had quietly has a winning record along with the rest of that AOC East. So shout out to both the East divisions because even the MC East, uh, the the commanders are now five and five. Like they, <laughs> they have a winning record themselves. So y'all about to have a straight winning records in both East divisions. So um, it's ironic that the defense player of the year is probably coming out between those two. But yeah, give me Michael Parsons for defense player of the year. But man, I wouldn't be surprised if Matthew Judon does take it from him. And last but not least, defensive rookie of the year. What you got? Oh, that's pretty easy. The guy from the Jets. <laughs> young, <laughs> young, saucy. <laughs> no, South Gardner, man, doing the damn thing. Uh, I think y'all said last uh, podcast uh, that he hadn't allowed the touchdown since high school. I mean, if yeah. that's not impressive, I don't know what the hell it is. Um, and he's he's doing this thing for a Jets defense that's been good, uh, honestly, for the last couple of years. I knew that defense was going to be good. Just offense had questions coming into the season. But the defense was always, you know, around the middle is, you know, top 10-ish area. And Sauce Gardner coming in and solidifying uh, the cornerback role and not only being one of the better rookies of his position, but one of the better players in his position. Um, so give me Sauce Gardner for cornerback – oh, not cornerback, um, defense rookie of the year. Yeah, and to be honest, I think the only other defensive back that may be playing better than um, him is Patrick Sertain II uh, for the Broncos, who clearly is not, you know, a rookie right now. But, ladies and gentlemen, this should be a clean sweep. Give me the sauce. Sauce Garden, sweet and sour. I should have known. Should have known. Now he had a prop for them. <laughs> That's why he went to the car. That's the real reason he went to the car, y'all. He, he had no sauce in the to house. Eat like, to eat some McNuggets away from the kids so they can't ask him for none. You selfish bastard. That's a real conspiracy right there, too. I like that. I like that. Ah, uh, no, nah, you ain't sleep, bro. We, we catch it. We catch a drift. <laughs> boy, got, boy got happy meals for itself. Man, you little self, man. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. Y'all hilarious. Man, but that was the queen, clean sweep. South Garden. I I mean, it's a show up in case everybody he got the sauce, he gonna he plays like it, he plays with that swagger. It, it must be nice. <laughs> it just must be nice for us, Jets fan, to get somebody like that. Got their confidence in rookie year. They'll be arguably the best corner in the field already. Um, really, there's no other rookie. It's odd that you don't really have no rookie like you know, most time rookie of the year be like uh Chase Young, like be like a defensive lineman. Uh, somebody could affect the pass rusher this year. It's pretty much corner. So the guy from the Seahawks, uh, the fifth round rookie, uh, Woolen, he's probably next in line behind South Garden, which you rarely see like cornerbacks, right? As uh, offensive rookie years, and even like offensive, uh, off, not off defensive rookie years, but he's like offensive rookie of the year this year. We look at running backs and receiver. Most of the time that's a quarterback. Now you're Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, right? One and you really ain't got no quarterbacks that jump off the screen this year. They're rookies, so. It's, it's a good year that you find to have some different position groups winning these awards instead of just a quarterback or a pass rusher uh, winning awards all the time. And technically, even though he's not a rookie, he missed most of our last game. Got to give it up for my boy J.C. Horn. You know what I'm saying? We can put him in comeback player of the year as well. This is damn near his first year. I uh, just wanted to salute to him as well as his top quarterbacks as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Also, I meant to salute on defense player of the year, but of course, Titans, man, Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, I know he probably won't get in the running, but like with all the injuries we've had, and for him to still just uh, continue to be 
one of the better, if not, you know, after Aaron Donald being the second best interior lineman in the field, he's continuing his domination and it, it shows, and especially those bigger games, that Chiefs game, he was in the backfield all the time in Pat Mahomes' face. So uh he should definitely probably get some consideration, but stat wise, they probably ain't gonna show up for him to get the award. And it does for the show. Uh man, great show. Of course, we missed a couple of members, but they'll be back. Uh if we, we probably won't do a show this week, man. It's Thanksgiving, right? Everybody beat their families. We all might just kick it. Um, but any last minute things y'all got? Yeah, why the commanders getting in trouble for Bills like because of the Titans? <laughs> Todd Downey. <laughs> so it's so fun. Go back to Twitter. When we say rest in peace to Twitter, uh the Titans, as soon as they said something, the NFL is about to investigate the Titans because you don't supposed to drink alcohol on the plane, right? So that's about to investigate the whole team because I'm wait, so that's an actual rule. Yeah, grown ass men can't drink yep. on the plane. Yep, <laughs> go back to the fun league. <laughs> what you got, your name? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like, do you need a designated flyer? Right, I thought they had that with the pilot. Like, why can't? I? Yeah, they're supposed to have it, so they might best get the whole team because he got arrested when we got back to Nashville on the DUI. He didn't get arrested in Green Bay or in uh Wisconsin, so they might best get us. And I saw Titans fans in tweet, like, hey, what about this video of uh. Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Just hilarious. I like, oh yeah, the fuck said. And it's a, it's a beer. Like, how do you get in trouble for holding a beer? I don't know. That's why that's why you shouldn't post that's why you shouldn't post videos. Just do it. <laughs> not uh not do the thing, but yeah. That's crazy. Like these folks can't even drink. Like they, they say the commanders did not even supply the alcohol. So apparently they brought it on the plane. Yeah, I don't think that's the thing. The teams don't supply the alcohol. Is you do it on yourself, you do it on your own terms. So I would think that's the rule. You just don't supposed to supply it, but they sneak it. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Is Taylor Heineke not twenty one? His last name is Heineke. His last name is a beer. Right? Why didn't he have a Heineke? Exactly. Exactly. Why is he a golden opportunity miss? Why is he not sponsored by them? (laughs) Golden opportunity miss. Like, especially now, they better go hop on top of this now. Like, hey, <laughs> no, an opportunity, man. A no fun league, 0 for 10. Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, man, that's what it is. But yeah, of course, y'all follow us on Twitter for now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if Twitter does go away, you can go and follow us on uh, Facebook, IG, and TikTok. Uh, it's weird. Try to attempt to be on there more since our Twitter be gone. Oh, and thank you about Twitter. We don't even tweet from that account. We tweet from our own personal account. So you can follow me at the one B A O N D underscore P Shark. Hey man, I may end up making an OnlyFans page, but regardless, it's gonna be at Tab Shakira. Regardless. No sir. <laughs> Might as well just Twitter for the league. He should have been clocking out already. Yeah, yeah I was about to say that. Just clocked that moment. Yeah, he should have clocked out. No overtime. No nothing. Um, but it's really shitty, and I, I don't have an only friends, fans, whatever page. That's only for you. We are only friends. Uh, of course, man. This does on any podcast platform on 11 different platforms. If you like audio, if you like video, this does on YouTube. And of course, I'll be posting clips to TikTok and Instagram and Twitter as long as it's here. And we'll be 24 accounts as long as it's there as well. Also, follow our other members at Skylito underscore Skylito and Tre- uh, Trevor at uh art of Trevor, the, uh, the art of Trevor and Savage at M Savage 901. And check out Three Hardaway. Follow Three Hardaway at I think it's 3D Hardaway on the uh, y'all might know more <laughs> the actual 
time. But you type in three hard when you'll find a Twitter account and TikTok. Y'all definitely uh funny on TikTok, man. Shout out to Savage. But till next time. Peace.